Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you put in the effort. Girtika Jaganesha is the co-founder of Nurtured Youth Community, which is an organization working to bridge the gap between minors in unsupportive households and helpful resources. I learned a lot about Nurtured Youth Community, as well as the issue Girtika is addressing with her work. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Girtika Jaganesha. My name is Girtika Jaganesha. I'm 17 years old and service and justice and doing things within my community started off very young. I'm an active member of my religious community and I also attended a school that had a very strong focus on human values. So all of those values were integrated in me from a young age. So I really saw things like doing things like participating in food drives and organizing like mitten drives and um, doing walk for values and giving speeches at these community events. They really made me realize the impact that I could have. So service and being an active member was something I was really passionate about. But all of that was all that was great. And I think that's what allowed me to really start my own organization this summer I, so this summer, I attended the SHAD program, which is a STEAM live-in program for a 1,000 high school students across Canada. And there, I had a lot of life-changing experiences. But the main one was coming back from the program, reconnecting with a friend, and realizing that there was like a dire need for a bridged accessibility gap between minors in unsupportive households and the resources that they need to overcome those situations, which is why I started Nurtured Youth Community. Thank you so much for explaining all of that. And I would love to just have you kind of continue on with that story. So you started Nurtured Youth Community and where did it go from there? What are you working on now with the organization? Hmm, For sure. So just a little backstory about how I was inspired with this specific cause. Um, in, so the program was in July, in August we came back and I reconnected with a friend from the program. And they were telling me, I had no idea about this during the program, but they were telling me that they were dealing with a very abusive situation at home, both physically and verbally. And I was so surprised by the fact that you can really be blindsided by what someone is going through. And they were telling me that the situation was getting out of hand at at home. They didn't know what they could do. And they said, I don't think I can take this anymore. And I was so shocked in that moment. And I said, okay, I'm going to get in contact with social services right now. I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to get them to come over to your place. And they said that they've already tried that, but there was absolutely no change that happened. And in fact, social services, what they do is they don't keep the complaints anonymous since we are minors, we are below 18. So the complaint went to their parents and therefore the abuse just escalated behind closed doors. So I said, okay, social services is not an option. I said, 
So there's no immediate help that can be achieved right now. But what about I find you a therapist so you can work through this with them and solve, try to try to just heal, try to find some tips, have someone you can confidently talk to. And they said, well, with therapy, there's two things. As minors, we need parental consent for that, which in an abusive household, um, that's not going to be granted, unfortunately. And second, there's also the financial factor that's attached. So therapy was also not an option. And I was sitting there just, just feeling quite useless in that moment because I was like, there's absolutely nothing that I can do to help my friend who has been dealing with this for so long. And I realized that there were so many other people dealing with the exact same situation. And, and there was just no resources for that very specific audience for minors in these unsupportive households. So I decided right after that conversation, I decided, okay, I'm going to start something that's going to help this audience. And what I did essentially is I went on LinkedIn and I found professionals in this field. So psychologists, social workers, therapists, PhD candidates, MD candidates, all that were in this field. And I sent them a message and I said, what I want to do is I want to connect you with these minors for free through Zoom calls where we can host these sessions and anybody can log on. There's no parental consent required. There's no financial factor required. So they can access these tips, these all, all the expertise that you have and all the research that you've been doing is going to help an audience that really needs it. That being said, the process was not at all easy to acquire all of these individuals there were things like compensation that some of them wanted some of them just didn't believe in it because of my age and how it was just a small organization at the time but i stayed consistent i kept messaging people at the time i was also doing an internship and i decided to reach out to nonprofit organizations that were already established and ask them kind of like um, how did you get here? What are some tips that you have for me to boost engagement? And through my internship, I was connected to my mentor for this organization who has access to a network of speakers that are directly involved in this field of psychology and coaching. And that has greatly helped add to the roster of speakers that I have. So essentially what I do is I work to communicate and connect these minors with those experts and I work with the experts to ensure that their content is relevant and we're really utilizing the skill that they have and it's been so great to see the outcome and see so many minors reaching out even just saying thank you for this it's it's so rewarding and the organization has had a lot of achievements along the way since then that's also been really inspiring to see. That's so cool. So as far as the future, how do you see this developing and where do you see the organization going? What are the next steps for you now that you've created this foundation for your organization? Mm -hmm. So we recently, um, so there was the 2022 Oxy Prize. Essentially what Oxy Canada did is they, they with a panel of judges, they had six change-making organizations off of Canada that they chose through an application process. And 
Nurtured Youth Community was one of them. And essentially they opened up a worldwide voting process for people to pick one of these organizations that they think should receive $5,000 to grow and expand. And like, it's unbelievable. And I'm so grateful to say that Nurtured Youth Community was chosen for that. And so now we have, with the support of Oxy Canada, we have $5,000 to grow and expand. And that's helped a lot with getting more speakers to come, which is something that we're going to continue to do. We have a lot of sessions lined up. We do two per month. Um, but apart from that, with the $5,000, I really want to do something special. So I wanted to start off with my school and I'm graduating this year. So I really wanted all the students at my school for years to come to have something that would help. And I know there's, you can't really narrow down this audience. You can't narrow down specifically minors in these households because it's not something that's easy to talk about at all. So essentially what I'm creating is an anonymous Google form where I hear from the students at my school what they want to see. And currently what I'm working on is creating a Zen room at school. So we'll have like beanbag chairs, a foosball table, um, like coloring books, calm music playing, some anxiety scents. So a whole bunch of resources for students to just come in and 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 use and um it's all going to be for free and i just really want this room to be something students that the, so for example if they're maybe having a bad day or something happened at home it's just they come into this room and they're able to kind of reflect and deal with the situation better. Um, so I'm really looking to use the money for resources like that to have a solid place at school for students. Um, apart from that, I do want to host in-person sessions, which I'm really excited about. I think I want to bring in speakers to host um, like support groups. And now we do have the funds to bring in paid speakers, which is really exciting. And I would host them at community centers and kind of just advertise and bring in minors to talk about their feelings and hear one-on-one -on -one from experts what they can do and really not feel like they have a lack of resources or feel like a financial barrier is stopping them from healing from their generational trauma. You're thinking about community building and offering these resources for students at your school. And I think it would also be so great for other communities to have programming like what Nurtured Youth Community is doing. Do you think you'd want to expand the program to reach other communities in Canada and maybe in other countries as well? Mm -hmm. I would absolutely love to do that. So I am in Ontario right now, and that's where all these in-person sessions and my school and everything is so I would absolutely love to expand across Canada um my co-founder is in British Columbia so we also hope to kind of um host in-person sessions there but overall one day I really see this organization being something that is very like very established a lot of people know about and it's kind of just a reflex to be like oh I have this organization, I can log into their website maybe and use these resources and pick which service I find is most applicable to me. I want it to be 
really something that youth can just count on and know that it's a safe space for them. So I would love for it to expand throughout Canada and even across other countries. I think that would be so awesome. I love that. And I think it's such a cool idea that, like you said, people from all around Canada and the rest of the world could really benefit from. So I have one more question for you. Lots of young people want to create change and want to make a difference, but they may not know where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Mm-hmm. So I think with me, the biggest fear that I had coming into this was I don't have the network for this. I don't know anybody in these fields. I don't know these industry professionals. I had just my cousins who were um like MD candidates, just a couple of them who I thought, okay, maybe I can kind of count on them. But that's not enough to really create that impact that you're looking for. And what my advice for that is to really just put in the effort. It was not easy at all. Um, messaging people on LinkedIn, getting those rejections even. It was not easy at all. It was a bit discouraging at times. But it's all about staying consistent because there are other people who are just like you. There are other people who want to see change and at the end of the day are going to help. You just need to keep trying. Um, I also think it's important to remember that everything is worth a shot. Um, For me, I had a law school professor who I heard charges around $10,000 per session. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. That's that's so that that's just unbelievable, but I thought imagine how good it would be if my audience could have access to someone like that, to the to the experience and knowledge of someone like that. And so I messaged them and they are actually hosting a free session. So it's crazy to think that it's it's just important to understand that there really are people out there who just want to help. Keep trying, keep messaging people, reach out to the network you already have, your friends, your teachers, guidance counselors, reach out to people. Um, it's important to get involved in your community as well, because people who are in those positions where they work in these kind of service oriented fields will definitely have access to that network. So make sure you're getting involved and be confident in your mission. Know that it's valid. Know that you have the ability to make a difference. So when you're trying to sell this idea to other people, be confident and make sure that you have that passion and that drive to really create that social change. Because if you really do have that, then you will definitely be successful, even if it may take a bit longer. I think the work Girtika is doing is so interesting, and I love the advice that she shared at the end of this conversation. Girtika has obviously put so much effort into the work she's doing, and she's continuing to work hard to expand her organization and reach more young people in other communities. She's faced rejections and roadblocks along the way to develop nurtured youth community, but she's persisted, which is so inspiring. I think Girtika's story is the perfect example of how change comes when you put in the effort.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can find Geertika on Instagram at underscore Geertika to get connected with her. You can also check out Nurtured Youth Community on Instagram as well at Nurtured Youth Community. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.